0: In episode 522, I'm going to be taking you behind the scenes of my work-life dance when life throws me a curveball because last week, it threw me a big one. Let's dive in. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating. Today we have a solo episode and I am going to take you behind the scenes on my work-life dance when life throws me a curveball. As you can hear, I sound a little bit deeper, I don't sound like myself, I have a little bit of a blocked nose, and that is because I am just coming out the other end of being sick. I think I had influenza A, I'm not sure, I didn't test, but from... What I have heard from everybody else, it sounds like that is what I had. So I thought it'd be really interesting to kind of show you how I work through in real time when life throws me a curveball because so many people go through this stuff. So many people have things that happen to them and sometimes we lose it and sometimes we move through them with ease and grace. And so I want to share with you how I have done it because. Let's face it, in our modern world, I think if you ask almost anyone, and especially parents, that dance between work and life, work and parenting is something that many people struggle with. It's something that can be super tricky to navigate. (laughs) So let me get you clued up with everything that has been going on for me. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that Nick is currently in Italy for a couple of our besties wedding. They are getting married in Puglia. Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. And in the midst of his absence, our beautiful little girl has been so sick. So the night before he left, she woke with a fever. And so the day he left, we spent a lot of the day completely away from him because we didn't want him to get whatever she had. That was Wednesday. And then by the Friday, I became unwell. I had a fever. I had body aches. My skin was hurting. The most horrific pounding headache, bit of a blocked nose, bit of a sore throat. And Bambi had very similar symptoms to me as well. But mine only lasted 24 hours, although that lingering kind of lethargic feeling and bit slower, you know, the lack of sleep because I was up so much in the night with Bambi because she was coughing and she couldn't breathe through her nose. So she would wake up. I slept on the floor many, many nights while she slept in my bed because every time I would move in my bed when I was with her, I would wake her up and then she would get frustrated. So I slept on the floor. Let's just say this last week has been huge huge. I have cried so much. I have lost my temper. I have not showed up as the best mum that I know I can be. And I've been doing it all on my own whilst still running a business. It's been a lot. Now, I want to mention though, I have a lot of amazing support. I have the most beautiful friends and family who have been dropping me over food, who have been picking up things for me, Our beautiful nanny was still here. She got it as well, but not as bad. So she was able to still come and help me out a little bit during the day, which was amazing. So I'm so grateful. I have so many beautiful, beautiful friends and family that have been able to show up and support me. And this is something that I don't struggle with and something that I know a lot of people do struggle with. And that is asking for and receiving help. So many women struggle with asking for help stop that. Let's stop that. Let's literally put that to bed once and for all. People want to help. People want to help. So I have no issues asking for support or receiving it. My inner mean girl doesn't tell me, oh, you can't do that. No. I know that in times like this past week, I have needed support. And so I have no issues whatsoever asking for and receiving. And the thing is, is like if people didn't or couldn't do something for you, they wouldn't offer. My best friend, Natalie, she just went above and beyond and cooked me organic soups. And oh my gosh, she just went above and beyond. And I said to her, do you have the space for this? And she said, yes, please let me. And I was like, okay, I just wanted to make sure because she's a working mama as well. And so I just wanted to make sure. And she was like, yes, babe, I have the space for it. I know that she would tell me if she didn't have the space for it. So let people help you let people help you. They want to help you. So if they offer, let them, let them, let them, let them. So as you all know, when something like this happens, when you get unwell, life doesn't press pause just because you're sick or your child is sick or your husband goes away or all three at the same time. In my case, life doesn't press pause for you it still keeps going. And work doesn't press pause either. Well, to a degree, you know, for me, I had to cancel a lot of podcast interviews. I had to cancel a lot of meetings and things like that. So there is a degree where you can kind of pull the brakes a little bit, but life still goes on. And for me, that means no matter what's going on in my personal life, my business still needs nurturing and attention as well. So today I want to pull back the curtain a little and share with you how I am dancing between these challenges right now. Because right now I have a business that needs nurturing and a precious baby who needs her mama. And whilst she was really unwell, and by the way, I'm recording this now when she's with her nanny and she is feeling so much better. She is back to Almost her full self. The only thing that I've noticed that is not her full self is she's not eating as much as she usually does. So, other than that, she is back and it's just so good to have her back. Oh my gosh, so good. So, I have a business that needs nurturing, I have a bubba. Oh, and that's what I was gonna say. This past week, she has just wanted me and to be on me and to sleep on me 24 7. And for any mama listening to this, will know what that is like to have your child just wanting to be on you and to sleep on you 24 seven. It's a lot. Add on top of that, you're having your own fevers. (laughs) Your head is pounding. Your skin is burning. It is a lot. Oh my gosh. It was a lot, but we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. And It's a dance. You know, this dance requires some strategy. It requires some grace and a lot of self compassion and kindness. This past week, I have not worked out. I have not been having saunas. I have barely been meditating because I've just been getting through and doing the basics, right? So I just want to pause right here before we go any further and say that I am sharing all of this not for sympathy. Or not because I think my situation is unique. There are so many single parents out there who face this kind of thing every single day of every single week. And beyond that, everyone has their own unique challenges and their own circumstances that might make their life tricky in unique ways. And for all of you single parents out there, like you are my heroes, you are my heroes. So I just wanted to say that the real reason I wanted to share is because I don't think we as parents and particularly as mothers often see the behind the scenes stuff that goes down when, excuse my language, the shit hits the fan. So when we find ourselves struggling or not coping, we might beat ourselves up or feel like we're a failure because all we see around us or all we see on social media are people who seem to have everything, quote unquote, together. And, you know, I speak about this so much in comparisonitis, but social media is the highlight reel. And I try and be as transparent and authentic on there as possible. But I feel like on my podcast, I can go even deeper because I can share even deeper because I have the time. I don't just have like a one minute video where I'm trying to share and get across my message, here on my podcast, I can dive deeper and I can really share and you can hear my voice and you can hear what I'm actually going through. So I wanted to share just how I've moved through this in the hopes that it helps you too. So let's get transparent here. Let's get brutally raw and honest. And let's talk about what it looks like when you have a really challenging week, when nothing goes to plan, or when people are unwell in your family. And I want to share with you some mindset reframes that might be useful the next time you happen to find yourself in a similar situation. Okay, here we go. Firstly, one significant adjustment that I've had to make is to drop the expectations I place on myself. This is not an easy task as we are often so... Harsh on ourselves. We are our own harshest critics. And I have to give myself permission to break away from my usual routines, which include my beloved morning routines and rituals, which I shared with you before. You know, the daily exercise, the meditation, the saunas, the walking, all of those things. Those are the practices that normally keep me very grounded, energized, fill me up. They are so good for my mindset. But in reality, when we're thrown into unexpected situations, something has to give. It doesn't mean that we are failing or we're falling behind because I haven't done those things. It simply means that we are human and can only do so much. So they are one of the first things that go off my list. I'm just doing what I need to do to get through the day. And it's okay that there are periods when not everything can fit into your day or your week or even your month. But you know what? Those essential habits that you have built, they're ingrained in you and you'll pick them right back up where you left off when things stabilize. That's the beauty of forming these healthy time magic habits, which we talk about in the book. They stick around when you have to take a break from them. And I cannot tell you, I am so excited to eventually get back into my saunas and my working out. It's not right right now. I'm feeling so much better. Don't get me wrong, but going and doing a full on hardcore workout right now is not me listening to my body. My body wants to go slow. My body just wants fresh air. This morning, what I did for the first time in over a week was I just bounced on the rebounder for five minutes. That was it. That was it. So drop the expectations That you place on yourself. This has been big for me. And you just have to, you have to simplify your life. When life throws you a curveball, simplify, strip out anything that is not absolutely necessary. It is only going to make your life so much easier. And then next, I've had to really embrace asking for support. So, in the past, I'm not someone who's always found it super easy to ask for support, but I have worked on it so much. And now, in this general season of life, motherhood with my tiny little angel and running a business, I've gotten so much better at calling and support. And for this challenging mini season where everything has kind of gone pear shaped, I'm so proud of myself for verbalizing what i need. And i know so many people struggle with this. I know that they really struggle with asking for support. And when i posted on social media that this is what i'm going through, i got so many beautiful messages from people saying i hope you can ask for support. I don't struggle with asking for support. I don't anymore. I did in the past, but i've done so much work on my mindset that i am okay to ask for support and to openly lovingly receive it with an open heart. If you still struggle with asking for support, stop that. People want to help you. People want to serve you. Let them, let them help you. It brings them so much joy. If they didn't have the space, they wouldn't say yes or they wouldn't offer. So let them. So, what does asking for support look like? So, firstly, I asked our beautiful nanny for some extra hours. And that was really helpful. She also had the same symptoms as me, but it didn't get very bad for her, which was great, which was so awesome. So she was able to come a couple of extra hours and just be with us and to help us around the house. To be honest, Bambi didn't really want to go to her or to anyone else, Nick's mum, who also came to help us. So it was more just like helping me around the house a little bit which was really helpful. So, so, so helpful. So I had her. And then I also, my mum. she lives about a two hour drive away, so she couldn't come help. Nick's mum did come and help for two days, but then she got sick. The poor thing. Oh yeah. So she's currently moving through it at the moment. It's not fun. And then I had so many of my beautiful friends say, can I bring you something? friends just made organic veggie soups and dropped it to my door with flowers and tonics and teas and healing concoctions and so many amazing things just dropped at my door so i am so grateful for that i didn't even ask for that and and so many people just came to the rescue which was just so beautiful so I get it. I get that asking for help and support can feel uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to it. But please remember, it takes a village to raise children. And sometimes you've got to let your village know that you actually need them. So let go of feeling vulnerable about them seeing you as weak or whatever the stories are that you're telling yourself, let them go and just let people hold you in this space. I'm so grateful for the way that my friends and family have showed up for me. I will never forget this. And then if the shoe is on the other foot, I can show that same love and support when they need it. Yeah, so you get to then be that support for them. So allow people to support you and receive it with open, loving arms. And then always say thank you so much. And then when you're feeling better, You can drop them over some raw vegan brownie or whatever, you know, if you feel to, or take some flowers from your garden, whatever. You can express your love and gratitude. Okay, thirdly, I had to rely on my team to take care of some extra things in my business. As many of you know, my business is not just a job to me. It's my passion. It's my calling. Normally, I am hands-on at every level. But given the circumstances, I had to step back and trust my team to handle things. Letting go is never super easy in my business, especially when you're passionate about what you do. But I've learned that sometimes stepping back is the best thing that you can do for your business and yourself. Okay, so the next thing, and this is a biggie, I had to face the discomfort of potentially disappointing others. I had a huge week of podcast interviews lined up. I think I had about six. Now, one of our team members is going on holidays, so I had to be super organized and had to do all of these interviews this week, right? So that she could get everything ready for the podcast before she went on leave. And you know what? I had to cancel every single one of those interviews. And I want to be really honest with you here. I felt very uncomfortable doing that. Canceling did not feel good for me. My inner mean girl was saying all sorts of things like, if you cancel on these people, you'll look so unprofessional. If you cancel now, they won't reschedule and you'll miss out on interviewing them altogether. They're all going to think that you're flaky if you can't even make an interview that you arranged. These are the thoughts that are going on in my head. Now, I want to be really brutally honest with you about this because I think so many women give themselves such a hard time And as that saying goes, we're often expected to work like we don't have children and parent like we don't work. And it is just crazy because that's not the case. The reality is sometimes something will happen in an area of your life and you need to pull back or even be forced to drop the ball in another area of your life. And it's hard. It can feel really, really hard. And it did for me this week. But honestly, when your child is not 100%, where else would you want to be? And I'm so, so, so grateful that my work allows me to be with my baby girl as much as it does and that I have the flexibility and autonomy to take a sick day whenever she or I need it. Not everyone has that ability and I'm so grateful for it. And yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I felt like I wasn't being the best business owner this week when I had to cancel a bunch of stuff, not only all of those interviews, but a lot of meetings, but I did feel like I was being the best mama I possibly could be. And ultimately that's what's most important to me. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some grace. And you know what? A few of these podcast interviews that I had to cancel, I'm friends with them. So I was able to just send them a voice message and they could hear in my voice how sick I sounded. And I just said, Hey, Bambi is having on and off fevers and I'm solo parenting and I've been burning up and shared with them what's been happening. And they were like, oh my gosh, of course, no worries. Is there anything I can do? That's how most of them finished. Is there anything I can do? So just speak your truth. Don't lie. Don't say I have to cancel because of, I don't know, make up some excuse. Don't do that. We want to tell the truth and that's all you can do. It's all you can do. And people will understand. And if they don't, that's okay too. The next thing I've been doing a lot is repeating a mantra to myself that is a game changing mantra. Write this down, tattoo it on your forehead. Just kidding, don't do that. This mantra is I can do hard things. The beautiful Glennon Doyle, who has been on this podcast, I will link to her incredible episode in the show notes for you. She has a saying that she shared in her book, and then she named her podcast after, we can do hard things. We can do hard things. We can do hard things. Literally, my girlfriends have been messaging me. They're saying, you can do hard things. You can do hard things. Have been like my cheerleaders from afar have been rooting for me. And this mantra has literally gotten me through. I've been saying this to myself over and over this week. I can do hard things. It's been a comforting reminder. There's a powerful truth in those simple words, a truth that I've needed to hear repeatedly in recent times. I think there've been times in the past where I've tried to stay positive through tough times, but sometimes it would tip over from being a helpful, positive attitude to denying how I was really feeling. Denying our feelings, glossing over our struggles, pretending everything is okay when it's not, can lead to an inner disconnect. And I don't want that. I don't want you to pretend or gloss over things. No, it can feel like a betrayal to ourselves, an act of self deception. It can leave us feeling less aligned as if we're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It simply does not work. What does work, however, is acknowledging our feelings, owning our struggles, admitting when things are hard. There's a cathartic release, a sense of authenticity and truth in admitting to ourselves and to others, yes, this is hard, this is challenging, this is not easy, and I can do it. And that has literally been the conversation with my girlfriends and I while they've been messaging me, sending me so many voice messages and reminding me, you got this, you can do hard things. And I'm like, yep, this is hard and I can do it. Yet it doesn't end there. Once we acknowledge the hardness, we follow it up with a powerful assertion. I can do hard things. This is empowering. It is a conscious recognition of the difficulty, but it also is a declaration of our own strength. And resilience. So, yes, this is a tough moment or hour or day, whatever, but guess what? I've been through tough moments before. I'll go through them again. And I'm doing this right now. I'm doing it. It's okay to admit that it's tough, that's not weakness. But also remember you've faced hard things before, you've faced them now. And you will face them in the future. And every single time you'll rise to the occasion because you, my friend, can do hard things. Yes, you can. Please never, ever, ever forget that. Mm. Write it on a post it note and stick it on your bathroom mirror. And this is also a really beautiful thing to teach your children, too. You know, when there's something challenging at school for your kids or. An exam or an assignment or a relationship that is challenging, teach them that they can do hard things, that they can move through hard things because they can, they have, and they will. So it's a beautiful mantra. I love it, and it's really helped me over this past week. The final thing I want to share with you about how I've been navigating this past week I've been finding imperfect moments for self care. Now, you all know I am a strong advocate for wellness and self-care and my daily routines. But like I said before, my usual practices went out the window this week. Instead, I looked for ways to do a tiny act of self-care. When Bambi was lying on me with a temperature, I used a minute or two to just breathe and meditate. She wanted to be in the carrier 24-7 and just go for a walk. So I'd walk up and down the street and she'd kind of go in and out of sleep inside the carrier. And so I would just walk and breathe and use that time to just do a little bit of a walking meditation. And that was my exercise. And when she was napping, if she wasn't on me, there was a few days where she slept, you know, three hours in the day. And that was in my bed. I didn't waste five or 10 minutes on my phone. I made sure to use every single one of those moments to give myself the break I needed. Sometimes that meant five minutes of sipping my tea in the sun. Sometimes it meant laying down with legs up the wall. Sometimes it meant calling a friend to have a chat. And also, you have to remember, Bambi and I have been pretty much here on our own for the past week. We've had our beautiful nanny come and go, and we've had Nick's mom came on Friday afternoon and she came for two hours on Saturday. Now, other than that, it's just been Bambi and I. So to have a friend to chat to has been so therapeutic for me. And yes, self-care has looked very different this week, but I embraced it. Another thing I did was did not wake up. Usually I would wake up before Bambi and I would go and meditate and work out and have my sauna and do all of that but I would be sleeping till 6.30 or 7. And if I did wake up before her and I was laying on the floor or laying next to her in the bed, I would just lay there and meditate until she woke up. And sometimes that was 30 minutes, sometimes it was 45 minutes. I'd just lay there and meditate and then she would wake up and then I would get up. So self-care looked very different this week, but I embraced it. And I'm so glad I did because every tiny act of nurturing yourself Can help keep you in a good headspace and feeling like yourself. And never underestimate the power of nature and fresh air. So, as much as possible, getting outside a lot of this week, it has been raining, which has not helped as well. But anytime it wasn't raining, we would go for a walk. I'd put her in the carrier or we would just open the door and get some fresh air in our lungs. It is very important. And if you can, getting some sunshine is also super important and very good for your physical and mental health. So as we wrap up today's episode, I hope you found it helpful to go behind the scenes in real time to see what this work-life dance looks like when everything goes pear-shaped. I want you to know that it's okay for things not to be perfect. There is no such thing. I want to remind you that everyone, no matter how successful or put together they may seem, face their own challenges and curveballs. Remember, it's okay to drop the ball sometimes. We all have seasons in our life where things are a little tougher than usual, where we can't do it all, and that's okay. The key is to acknowledge these moments, reach out for support, give yourself the kindness and flexibility to adjust, and most importantly, never lose sight of your own strength and resilience. And that's what I hope you take away from today's episode. I don't want you to listen to this and think, well, poor her, she had a tough week. No, (laughs) please don't think that. Instead, I want you to listen to this and think, yeah. I know that feeling. Life can be tough sometimes, but I can handle it. I've got this. I can do hard things. Remember the power of those five simple words. I can do hard things. Because beautiful, you can and you will do hard things. Because you can and you will do hard things. And On the other side of those hard things, there's growth, resilience, and an even stronger upgraded version of yourself that emerges like a butterfly. I truly believe in our shared strength and resilience, and I hope that this honest sharing reminds you that you are not alone in your struggles. We're all navigating this wild, wonderful journey of life together. And we can all learn so much from each other's experiences. So, as I sign off today, I want you to remember to be kind to yourself, like you are to your children. Be kind to yourself. Embrace those imperfect moments of self care. Drop the expectations and pressure that you place on yourself. And remember that it's okay to ask for help and support. When you need it, life may throw us a curveball, but we've got this because we can do hard things. And together, we will continue to navigate the ups and downs of this beautiful, chaotic journey we call life. Until next time, take care of your beautiful self and remember to find the joy in the journey, no matter how bumpy the road may be. And if you have any friends or family members who would really get a lot out of this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating and wealthy isn't a dirty word.